1960, a TV repair company called the Forsyth Associates set up offices in the Greenbrier Resort. The Greenbrier Resort, or the Greenbrier, as guests and locals called it, is a 700-room luxury hotel nestled in the Allegheny Mountains of West Virginia. Guests were drawn to the resort for its beautiful nature, its surrounding spring waters. It was also a real playground for politicians, celebrities, for the Southern elite. Because this was a luxury place for fancy people, everything had to function perfectly. No squeaky beds, every color TV in perfect working order. So inside the hotel, the Forsyth Associates were doing just that. They had a maintenance shop and an administrative building, and they fixed all the broken TVs. They made sure the cable programming ran uninterrupted. They were in charge of the hotel's audiovisual needs. That is what they said they were doing anyway. Because besides doing that, the Forsyth employees, they had another job. They also maintained a top-secret government bunker built to withstand an atomic blast hidden underneath the hotel. The bunker was meant as a post-apocalyptic congressional vault. Eventually, their little secret got out. What was black became white. The world turned upside down. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're joined by Bob Conti. He worked at the Greenbrier, and he's going to tell us how he unwittingly sat on top of this secret for over a decade. After this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself. You might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. The Greenbrier is not your regular hotel. Built in 1778, it sits on 11,000 acres, and the rooms drip from ceiling to carpet in these wild technicolor prints. There are replicas of Greek statues. There are clamshell-shaped fountains. You can play 18 holes of golf or take a falconry class. Liberace's mansion looks like a roadside motel in comparison. When you talk about the Greenbrier, lavish is an understatement. It's a very expensive, so very well-to-do clientele. 
Not the my normal world. My father worked at the post office. We didn't go to fancy resorts. Bob Conti is the Greenbrier's official historian. The hotel is so extravagant, so noteworthy, it needed its own historian. Bob's retired now, but he grew up in Northern California, and he was just fresh out of grad school in the 1970s with a history PhD when he was looking for a job. He thought he might become a professor, but as Bob tells it, he met the right guy and ended up on the doorstep of the luxury resort. The resort had collected this huge archive over the years, and it was all in complete disarray. They took me up to, literally to this attic. In hotels, we have these big laundry bins. You see them pushing around. There were 15 of these laundry bins just piled with stuff. And the boss says, here's our historical collection. So my first reaction was, oh my God, how am I just going to deal with this, you know? Bob's job was to make sense of it all. They set him up in one of the cottages on the property, and he started to sort through the archives. He quickly became an expert on the history of the resort. He started giving tours, fielding questions from reporters. He became a sort of PR person for the Greenbrier. And all along the way, he had been hearing the rumors. I remember a local woman said to me, uh, do you know why there's such a large airport in Lewisburg? Now, Lewisburg is just 10 miles away from the resort. There's a 7,000-foot landing strip for a town of 3,000 people. She said, well, there's a bomb shelter at the Greenbrier, and the government people are going to fly into that airport, and then they're going to go to this bomb shelter. It wasn't just the locals talking. The staff were curious, too, including Bob. It was all kind of exciting. They would pull each other aside and have these whispered private conversations. There was this mystery... And and we would sort of compare notes. What have you heard? There there was a big exhibit hall. So the story was that the limos would bring the politicians in there. And then I remember a guy saying, you see that door over there? Well, they'll go through that door, and then there'll be an elevator that takes them way down to this bomb shelter. I didn't really know there was anything on the other side of that door. (laughs) There was no access to that. Bob eventually came up with his own theory. Maybe there was a bunker, but it had been decommissioned. What he was certain of was that his bosses wanted to squash any and all of these rumors. The boss calls me in and he's really getting pretty agitated. You know, he said, there is no damn bunker at the Grand Bar. There's no bomb shelter here. And I remember thinking anything denied this vehemently is probably true. He very quickly got the message about the official company line. On this question, there is no bunker. And so that's what he said. I knew from that conversation with the boss, the answer was I was not supposed to talk about it publicly, but really it was kind of scary. I I might not only lose my job, the FBI might come and arrest me. You know, I mean, there's this government thing that, you know, you just don't, you don't uh, stay away from that, you know? Well, as we now know, There was a government secret, and a big one. The bunker underneath the Greenbrier was more elaborate, more expansive than anyone was imagining. The bunker was given the code name Project Greek Island. Construction began in 1958 under the orders of President Eisenhower, and this was all at the beginning of the Cold War, the era of duck and cover when the fear of nuclear war was a daily worry and people were digging fallout shelters in their backyards. Well, so was the government. 
The bunker was built directly into the side of the hill, 700 feet below ground. To get to the entrance, you had to walk through the resort, past the tennis courts, past the swimming pools. The bunker was way bigger than I'd ever imagined. All these bunk beds, cafeteria, all these meeting rooms. Had its own power plant, you know. This fallout shelter was built to survive an atomic blast. And the most incredible part was that it was built to house every member of Congress plus one aide. That's 1,100 people. Two football fields worth of space wrapped in five feet of concrete. There were all the basics, but there were also some specifics. Things like a decontamination chamber meant to blow the nuclear fallout off of the entering politicians, an incinerator for the pathological waste, a technical term for the human bodies that did not survive. The details are both grim and utterly fascinating. They weren't just going to hunker in the bunker. They were going to continue to function as a legislative branch of the federal government and stay in communications with the other segments of the federal government. The House and the Senate were going to run from underground. There were TV and radio studios to communicate to any survivors on the outside. Every Wednesday night for 30 years, in the middle of the night, they fired up these oil-fired electrical uh, generators just to make sure they worked. And that's how obsessive they were about a constant state of operational readiness. The bunker was stocked and maintained, ready at a moment's notice. This is what the Forsyth Associates were doing, keeping this bunker in perfect working order, just waiting for a nuclear strike to activate it. I remember somebody once saying to me that within West Virginia, they always looked at the Green Bar as the height of civilization. And then we come to find out that there was something there for the end of civilization. <laughs> there is something of heaven and hell at the Greenbrier. It's this beautiful luxury resort that spent decades hosting dignitaries and politicians, celebrities playing golf, sipping drinks by the pool. And then directly below them, without their knowledge, was this post-apocalyptic world. A place where they would never make it. And only a select few would survive. This secret was maintained for three decades. It might have stayed that way indefinitely. But one day, a very curious reporter from the Washington Post showed up at the Greenbrier. And he was deeply interested in a certain section of the hotel. The boss came to my office and he said, there's a reporter here and he's asking questions about what's under the West Virginia wing. This was the location of the exhibit hall that staff members had whispered about. Well, you know, the next day the reporter shows up. He puts a tape recorder on my desk, turned it on, and he says, I'm here to talk about what's under the West Virginia wing. Bob knew something was up. But he just repeated the same line that he'd always given. But he could tell that this reporter actually knew much more than he did. Now, my first instinct was to say, tell me what you know. <laughs> it turns out the reporter knew a lot. A few months later, a huge article came out in the Washington Post magazine speculating about the bunker, citing sources, describing all sorts of details. Bob's bosses were tipped off before the article came out. 
and they immediately called a meeting. And I remember I got there and there was a bunch of funny people who usually weren't in a meeting together. And I'll never forget the president of Greenbrier and then Ted Kleisner said, we are going to acknowledge a 35-year relationship with the federal government. And over here is a man named Fritz Bugis. And Fritz Bugis was in charge of Forsyth Associates, the people who actually maintained the bunker. And Fritz Bugis said, Forsyth Associates was really involved in, I remember he used the word shelter maintenance. Bob was shocked. The company line had always been, there is no bunker. This was like this huge family secret that maybe everyone knew, but they also knew not to talk about. Bob himself had been denying it for more than a decade. And now they were going public. This is the one time in my life I I thought I was going to fall over. I did not believe that I would ever, after all these 14 years of, we don't talk about this. And it was just a stunning moment, a stunning moment that, uh, you know, sort of what was black became white. I mean, the world turned upside down, you know. It was literally a jaw dropper. I just couldn't believe that these words were coming out of my mouth and and out of the boss's mouth, you know. We were actually acknowledging this and talking about it. It felt like everything that Bob had known about the Greenbrier was suddenly flipped on its head, especially the cover story that these TV repair people, his co-workers, had actually been maintaining this secret bunker. They were very good television repair people. On several occasions, brought in my televisions and they would repair them, you know. And, you know, they were nice guys, you know, and you would see them working. After the Washington Post article came out in 1992, The bunker was declassified, and it became just another part of the Greenbrier's long history. In fact, now it even brings people to the hotel. It's a tourist destination. There was nothing fancy about this bunker. If they had built it under a Holiday Inn, I don't think it would have quite the same panache. That, I think, is part of the whole intrigue. It was built at such an incredible location. In the national security world, it's kind of an open secret that facilities like this exist in countries everywhere. Where they are exactly, that's the question. Only a handful of people with the very right clearance know this, and they are not talking. The fact that we know anything at all about the Greenbrier bunker is pretty unusual. You can think about this bunker in a number of ways. As a remnant of Cold War paranoia, as an example of government deception and secrecy. But Bob has come to see it in a kinder way. To be involved in the maintenance, involved in the secrecy of it, you know? You know, in many ways, it was a very noble thing to do, to maintain part of the functioning of the federal government in the face of dire, dire circumstances. It's something to be very proud of, actually. If you are ever in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, You can take a tour of the bunker yourself and have a look at Greenbrier while you're at it. The bunker is open every day, and we'll put a link in the episode description. This episode was reported by Alexa Lim. 
Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.